What's up, Essential People? Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy and Acton Academy Placer. Today's guest uh, is a man by the name of Jack Bonneau. Um, let me give you a little bit about his his bio. He and I actually met on a, on a, uh, at a speaking event. And, um, so he is a speaker, and he's spoken at uh, mostly schools uh, around the country. He's also a, a TEDx speaker as well, so he has given a TEDx. He is the CEO and founder of Jack's Marketplace, uh, CEO and founder of Jack's Stands. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of Teen Hustle, uh, and he's also had uh, the experience of giving a successful pitch on Shark Tank, uh, where he ended up partnering with Chris Saka, a famous venture capitalist out of the Bay Area. So, oh, oh, by the way, he's 14 years old. So uh, you guys are going to like this one. Uh, Jack Bonneau. Three, two, one, and we are live with my man, Jack. So now I say, is it Bono? Bonneau. Bonneau. See, you say it all nice, but I say mine, Bodro. And so I totally California it up and it's not as cool. You, you say it probably like the cooler way to say kind of our, our Frenchness, you know? So sure. Jack Bonneau, how are you, sir? I am doing good. Uh, strange circumstances, but I'm doing my best to keep up with everything. Good, man. I'm glad. Um, I was just sitting here telling, telling Allie. Um, Allie is, is one of – she's been here now at Acton Plaster for a couple of years. And so I was telling her a little bit of how you and I kind of met uh, in the first place, you know, and, and, um, so super cool. I was telling her, so for those of you that don't know, so Jack, I had actually seen Jack years ago. How, how long ago was it now that you were on Shark Tank? Um, I think four years. Yeah. Four years. Four years ago. Okay. So, um, you know, and that's one of the, that was one of the only TV shows that I, that I watched. And so I remember seeing Jack, I remember seeing you there, you know, four years ago going up there doing your pitch and I'm like, you know, as a career educator, I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's rad. Like, I love this. I love what he's doing. And then you got a deal for your business, right? And I'll let people, you know, I'll let you tell people about that in a second. And then, um, you know, so I was like, oh, that was, you know, that was awesome. And that, that fired me up. But then a, a few years ago now, I think maybe two, three years ago, uh, yeah. we were both at an event in Orlando. Um, it was the Project Lead the Way uh, annual conference. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool, man. I got to open the conference and you got to close the conference <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it was rad. So we got to connect backstage and, um, and then the year after that too, I had launched Acton Academy Placer in our first year and, um, we got, you know, the, the kids had the pleasure of Skyping in and chatting with you right before they launched their businesses. And so, um, it's been pretty cool, man. So. Yeah, no, it really has. Yeah, it's kind of neat. So give people kind of your origin story. Talk about why were you on Shark Tank in the first place and, and um, tell them about your, your business and, and what you do. Definitely. Um, so um, I have two businesses, and I'll start with the story of my first business, which was Jack Stands and Marketplaces. Mm. Uh, Jack Stands and Marketplaces uh, started when I was eight years old, and uh, I wanted the Lego Star Wars Death Star. Um, I was into Legos and this one cost $400. So I reached out to my, or I asked my dad and I was just like, Hey, can I get this Lego? Um, and instead of just saying yes or no, he said, you can have it, but you're going to have to pay for it with your own money. Now I'm eight years old and I need to make $400. So I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? Um, cause this is a first for me. Um, and he suggested that I started my own business. And recently I had seen kids starting up lemonade stands around their, uh, around my neighborhood. So I thought maybe I'll start a lemonade stand. 
But instead of putting it at like the end of my street or on my corner, um, we all move it to an actual farmer's market um, to turn it into a real business. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so for the first uh, year, I, uh, for about 12 weeks at a farmer's market, I ended up making $2,000 in revenue and $900 in profit for that first year. And I got my Lego Death Star. Yes, you did. Yeah, no. And I had such a great experience. Um, it taught me so much about entrepreneurship that I wanted to share this with other kids. So I created, uh, me and my dad, we created jackstands.com where kids and their families could sign up for a date and a location to operate their st um, my stands. Because um, uh, when the kids would come to the stands, we provide all the supplies and I just teach them about uh, what I learned, like uh, how to greet and serve the customer, how to make change, take credit cards, how to track their sales, different things like that, how to generally operate the stand. And then at the end of the shift, we'd go through a mini profit and loss statement to figure out the revenue, expenses, profit, and tips which um, teaches them about financial literacy. Um, and on average, kids would make about 30 to $50 for a three to five hour shift. So it, it was a good deal for all of us. Um, so that was um, the first part of my business, Jack Stands. Uh, and the second part, Jack's Marketplaces, uh, I uh, started that um, through the help of Young Americans Bank. Um, and um, I was getting a lot of foot traffic at my stands. So I reached out to some of the young entrepreneurs that I knew through the Young Americans Bank and said, hey, can I sell your products at my stands? And that's what um, originally created uh, Jack's Marketplaces, where I sell other kids' products uh, and tell their inspirational stories of how they started their businesses. I love it. Yeah, so um, that was my first business. And I, yep, about four years ago, I ended up getting on Shark Tank, and I got a deal with Chris Saka. Uh, $50,000 as a loan with 2% interest. That's so rad, man. And just a great connection with Chris Saka. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the biggest parts and the experience of just doing all of this in general, man. So first of all, kudos to mom and dad for being like, Hey, this is the way you got to do it. Right. If you <laughs> want it, fantastic. You got to earn it. I love that. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what we talk about, you know, here at, at our school. That's why everybody's, uh, you know, we have our kids opening these businesses. We want them to get that experience, but we want them to have that mindset of cool. Then I need to create value for other people to get what it is that I want, you know, and it's cool hearing you. You're like, man, I was only eight years old. And, and I think people listening sometimes will be like, oh my gosh, he was really young. And I can't believe they said you got to go, but you were fully capable. Yeah, and my parents just wanted to give me that mindset and introduce me to the way that things work in the world and just give me kind of that, um, uh, yeah, give me like a, um, a step ahead so that I have that mindset and I'm able to manage myself better. In that way. So good, man. And that's it. what you said, manage yourself. It's that personal responsibility, right? It's that self-management, self-drive. Yes. I love that. And so, you know, and, and so my, my girls, um, right now I have three kids. I have two girls and a boy. My girls are the oldest. They are nine and seven. So, you know, right about the same age as, as you were when you were on shark tank. Right. And, um, you know, most recently, I mean, for the last few years, they've been saying, dad, we want they're doing the classic dad. We want, we want ponies. We want to have a pony. I want a pony. And I said the exact same thing your dad said, that's awesome. Figure out how to buy a pony. And yeah. so, and the exact same thing through running a couple of businesses, through saving up their money, through doing, they were able to purchase, you know, the ponies that we now have at the house and kids are fully capable of doing that. 
they just have yeah. to have parents supporting that and and you know they got to be willing to put in the work which obviously you were which is just so impressive man i love it yeah. thank I you thank it. you oh it's great man and how old are you now are you 13. i'm 14. 14 14. Yes. yeah 14 and freshman i'm a freshman in high school yep and okay. Uh, yeah, uh, last year was when, so I've made a decision where, um, uh, last year I was thinking that I wanted to create a business that appealed more to teenagers than the seven to 12 uh, year old kid age group that Jack stands and marketplaces appeal to. Um, and that's originally what, um, got me into my second business, uh, teen hustle. Um, and, uh, so I was thinking that I wanted a business that more appealed to teenagers and yep. I was, uh, doing, uh, I was thinking about what business I should start and what problem I could solve. And then, uh, my dad told me that, uh, t uh, teenagers decades ago, millions of them had their own paper routes and babysitting businesses, sure. all businesses, but those opportunities largely don't exist for those teenagers today. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that I could bring back those experiences, but updated it for um, 2020. And uh, during that time, I had seen uh, the um, these large delivery companies and their uh, fast rise. And I thought that maybe I could get teenagers involved in the gig economy because they are very tech savvy. And I think that something could have been done there. And uh, that's originally what created Teen Hustle. Uh, so Teen Hustle is a last mile delivery service that delivers um, food and can uh, do uh, delivery and returns for Amazon packages. Uh, Teen Hustle offer offers, like I said, two types of delivery. Uh, the first is food delivery, where local teenagers where will deliver um, food from their local restaurants to their local neighborhood on electric scooters and personal bikes. Uh, and so that, that's just generally the first uh, service. And the second service is Amazon delivery and return, basically where Amazon customers can ship their packages to an Amazon locker in a certain area yep. or to an established teen hustle location. Then that teen hustler, either after school or on the weekend, will pick up that package and deliver it to the customer on a time of, uh, at a time of their choosing so that it eliminates any threat of package theft like porch pirates or weather damage from it just sitting out on your porch. And uh, we were thinking, uh, I was thinking that, well, you have last mile delivery for the Amazon packages, why not last mile returns? And that's another service we offer where um, customers, they can place a return order uh, through Amazon and then we'll um, get a notification through them um, that they want some item to be returned and either after school or on the weekend, um, I, a teen hustler will go and pick up that item and um, put it into a close Amazon locker and the item would be returned. So um, that's generally what uh, yeah, teen hustle is. So cool, man. And do you have, how are you notifying these teens? Are you going to do it through an app or do it through text-based service? How are you, how are you getting the notifications to them? Sure. So um, we have a, already have a mobile ordering app on iOS and Android, and we have dispatch monitoring offices that will be able to relay different food orders and Amazon uh, delivery and return orders to the teen hustlers um, uh, when they're delivering. Dude, I love that. I love that. And so this is one of the things that I talk about with with our teens all the time. It is <clears throat> there's a book. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's called uh, Do Hard Things. Have you ever have you ever heard of that book or read that book? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. So it's, it's, I want to say it's about eight or nine years old now, um, but it was written at the time by two 
um, two brothers. They're twins, and I believe they're about 18 when they wrote it, and they had just come off of running a very successful um, political campaign for a, a local politician maybe in like Alabama, something like that, right? And they had helped him um, to secure uh, his, that political position, and they had run the entire okay. campaign, right? And so mm -hmm. uh, very much like you, they've been entrepreneurial from a very young age, and so the whole premise of the book is the fact that Young people are ridiculously capable. And the whole premise is that we have taken the term teenager, right, and made it a bad thing. We have made it, you know, he, they talk about the fact that even the term teenager has been around for, you know, only like 70, 80 years. I mean, it was something coined in like the 1940s. And so what we've done, culturally speaking, is we have said, oh, okay, well, you're in your teen years, which means these are just kind of your years off of life. These are your years, you know, because you're not fully developed yet. So it's, these are your years to just go off and, and kind of waste it and just have fun and make dumb decisions. And their thought is that you're fully capable at this age, right? And so we've just culturally created this, this thing where we don't expect anything from young people, you know, and they point out, you know, some of our forefathers, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and some of these guys that were teenagers who were, I mean, in some cases leading people into war or they were a surveyor out on their own for a week or they were, you know, they're running multiple businesses at the same time. Nothing changed other than our cultural standard for young people. And you are living proof that you are fully capable. It's just the willingness and the drive to, to get out there and provide value, you know? Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome, man. And you're empowering other young people to – um, you know, to, to realize that as well. And that's a, you know, that's a big deal. That's why it's so cool to have you on, on the same team. So before we even get into these questions, right, we've got these 11 questions from, from people your age, frankly, around the world, um, before we even get into that. So if people want to learn more and we can talk about it at the very end too, but I want to make sure we hit it a couple times. If you've got some young people listening and they want to learn more about getting involved um, with, with either of those businesses that you've got going on, where should they go? And we'll touch on it again at the end, but give them something right now. Where should they go? Sure. Um, they should go to teen hustle without an E.com, uh, to get involved. Yeah. Nice. Super cool. And would it be something like an informational kind of deal for them to fill out right there? Definitely. Yeah. Application, cool. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. So if you're listening, if you're in this age bracket, definitely give it, um, give that a listen. And I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, text it out, tweet it out. I'm going to put it out to our local, our acting academies, but I'm going to put it out to, I've already actually some, you sent me some things yes, or, uh, last week um, yes. around what you're doing too. And I did, I forwarded that to the entire acting network around the globe too. Um, and just said, Hey, everybody take a look. I know everybody's working, you know, everybody's being impacted by this. So a lot of the actants too, are just trying to figure out how to keep things going virtually too. But I wanted them to share that with their communities um, so the kids know what's going on. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, thank you for that. Yeah, oh my gosh, absolutely. No, that's that's my pleasure. We, that's that's the whole point is highlighting people like you and and um, you know you're you're an inspiration to uh, to a lot of people. And so that actually is a perfect segue to the first question, which is a super easy one. Who inspires Jack? Um, you know, who do you have that you kind of look up to? One or two people that you consider mentors, and these could be people that you know you deal with on a on a daily basis. Somebody you've never met, and could be you know everywhere in between. So who's, who inspires you? That's a very good question. Um, now, hmm, I, I'd have to say 
um, that none of this would have been possible without the motivation that my dad has provided me. My dad, he is also a serial entrepreneur and he has really shown me um, uh, all, and taught me all about tenacity and perseverance, helped me every step along the way and has really pushed me um, to be able to achieve what I have. So I'd say that it'd be my dad. That's awesome. That makes sense. And, and I've gotten the, you know, the chance to, to, uh, to talk to him and, and of course got to meet your dad in Orlando as well. And yeah. uh, just so cool. It was one of the coolest. That was one of my favorite. I think I did 60, I want to say I did like 64 talks that year. It was the busiest year that, that I had on the speaking circuit. Right. And that was probably, um, that, that may have been my favorite event of the year. It was just oh. a cool event all around. It was, of course, it was a bunch of educators, which is right in my, in my wheelhouse too. But, yeah. um, you know, getting to, to chat with you guys too was a, um, was a big part for me too. And it was cool too. There was actually, um, there was one teacher, I mean, there were thousands of people there and there was one educator that had gotten an award. And, um, so I had sat down with her and kind of this thing before I did my keynote, I got to meet with a very small group of award winners too. And so we kind of had this little round table and there was the one teacher out of the thousands that had gotten kind of the teacher of the year sort of thing. And so we're sitting there talking. Um, and as we're doing this, I mean, these, the teachers were from everywhere. They were from all over the country. And I found out that the one that won the award, we lived four houses down from each other. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Such a small world, man. Four houses had never met, had never even seen each other. Um, but we live four houses away from each other. <laughs> so a super small world. And, and we've become, yeah. um, we've become friends and continue to do some things together too. So cool event. So, um, very cool. Yeah. Your dad's, dad's a really good guy. So the second question is around self-confidence, right? So self-confidence is a, is a, it's a tough thing for anybody. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm quick to tell people, I, I really don't even know that many adults that I would really consider truly self-confident. People struggle with a lot of different fears, you know, and, and so, um, but when I watched you, you know, even as an eight year old uh, on Shark Tank and you're going in there and you're talking to these big guns, you, you've always presented yourself very well. Right. And so, and I don't think that means you don't ever get nervous, but you obviously have uh, some confidence to draw from. So it's really just kind of, where do you think that that comes from? Um, and do you do anything specifically to focus on that? Or is that something that's just kind of a natural thing for you? What is that? What does that battle of confidence look like in your life? Sure. Um, well, whenever um, I'm doing a public speaking event or going on Shark Tank, yep. practice, 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 obviously, just make sure you know your stuff. But at the end of the day, whenever you're doing something like that, and, or if you're pitching something like I was on Shark Tank, the worst thing that's going to happen is someone is going to say no. Mm. That's, it. that's it. It's just learning how to move past that, figuring out what went wrong, what caused them to say no, and how to persevere past that and figure out how I can solve that. Just get back on that horse and, you know, but that's mainly the main uh, that's resonated with me. It's the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say no. But most people in this world are going to be supportive. They're going to offer you support. So you just got to put yourself out there. And um, if you, yeah, you have that self confidence, can happen if someone says no. Um, yeah, you'll do really well. And that's where my self confidence comes from. Good for you. Good for you. And that is a perspective that honestly, a lot of times, again, I'm trying to bring to adults too and just say, look, What's the worst thing that's going to happen right now in this situation that you're so afraid of? The worst thing that happens is this. And if you think about it, that's not a big deal. 
So the fear exactly. is all something that you're making up in your head about what could happen. What and you're right. Most people are going to be supportive of things. So good for yeah. you. I that I love that perspective. So is there anything that you do still kind of get nervous about? Well, you know, I've done a lot of public speaking, whether in front of students or at conferences, like the one you and I met at. And that practice has really, um, you know, it, I don't get too nervous anymore. But the, the thing is, uh, whenever I'm doing something like that or pitching something to someone, they want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you're imposing on them or something like that. Just feel like own it. Be, yep. this is this is mine and I'm gonna tell them uh, what they want to hear um, just like I did at my TEDx talk and uh, just different conferences like that you know you just have to uh, own it. that's that, that'd be my advice just so good man I love it that's fantastic so um, question number four ends up being um, it's interesting so you're you are you're the youngest guest um, we have, we have had on here, which is super cool. I love, I love that. Um, you know, we got all our questions, our focus group questions from people that were 13 to 22. Right. And so, and we're going to all these operators around here. So you're right at the, I mean, you're at the front end of that too. It's just super cool. So are there any, um, physical disciplines that you look at? So what that means is essentially, is there anything you like to do as far as like working out, playing sports, um, health and nutrition? Is that even like, an, is that an interest? I mean, what does that look like for you on, on your day to day? Some hobbies around that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, that's an interesting question. One that I haven't gotten before. Um, but yeah, um, I, I definitely think it's important to um, work out. And, you know, when I do work out, you know, I think and I get ideas for stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then also um, nutrition, eating good, eating meals and just like breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, just all that stuff, just kind of staying around that. So, yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. And that's, I think what you just said right there too, is one thing that I, I think a lot of teens miss. And, and I fully agree with you. A lot of times during the workout, that's when I get some of my best ideas. Um, sure, yeah. Exercising, right. And you got that blood flowing and all of a sudden I'd be like, Ooh, that's a great idea. And I don't know that those ideas would always be there if I hadn't been in the middle of um, you know, that physical activity. So um, I'm like you, man. I think that's, I think yeah. that's a big part, even just for the idea part of it. Um, Definitely. So uh, something that you obviously have experience with, and, and I love was you're describing Jack's stands. Uh, you're, you're talking about how at the end of it, you know, you're, you're teaching them as far as how to take the, the transaction, how to take the money, counting back change. And then you're talking about at the end, you're going through, you know, kind of this little mini profit and loss statement. You want them to understand, um, you know, what were my expenses? What were my, what were my costs, my sunk costs, my variable costs? How much money did I end up um, netting from, from taking this on? Um, it's such an invaluable thing because I think in traditional schools, we often don't show kids those kind of things like we don't talk about that we're like no you need to do the quadratic equation right and yeah, and sure. it was like cool how about how about dealing with actual finances dealing with money so what is um something that you learned i guess through the business around finances that you wish more kids knew Sure. Uh, well, I mean, with my business, financial literacy, me being taught financial literacy and that um, me teaching that to other kids has been a big part of it, um, you know, through the profit and loss statements and um, just 
I, I think the the lesson of just because I, I mean I think it's surprising that some kids just don't know what revenue expenses profit tips they just don't know anything about that and that's fundamental when you grow up obviously there's a lot more complexities but um it, it's an underlying uh, thing that you should know so yep. um yeah and that's one of the things i've learned is you know just the lesson of um, balancing expenses making sure um you uh, have a good profit margin uh stuff like that yeah. i love that and that's and the best way that you're going to learn that is by doing right it's by doing it it's just like you know it, it's just like a just like a sport, you know, you don't learn this to play the sport by watching other, by just watching other people play and then studying about it, right? You actually, at some point need to go out there and play the sport, suck at it for a little bit and then figure it out. Um, you know, and as you figure it out, you get better and better. And this is the same thing sure. you know, as you start working with those numbers and, and just paying attention to what you're doing. And then you end up, uh, you know, figuring all that stuff out. So yeah, yeah experience is a great teacher <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, this one is, is one that I ask all of the entrepreneurs. And so this is perfect. So if you have, and actually I, I should ask, do you have, based on the way you have things set up, do you have direct employees or are they technically kind of like subcontractors? How does that? Well, with, um, Jack stands and marketplaces, um, the, uh, stand it, it it's kind of better explained as a franchisee model. Sure. It's not really that. When they operate a stand, it becomes their stand for the yeah. It becomes their business that they're able to operate. Right. Yeah. And with uh, Teen Hustle, um, we do have employees. Okay. And so f when you're looking to hire an employee and bring somebody on, um, what is it that you are looking for from them? Like, what do you want to see from that person that makes you say, yeah, you know what? We're going to bring you on here to Teen Hustle. Sure. Um that's a great question. And uh, one of the biggest things, especially with um, a last mile delivery company is responsibility. Can I trust this person to deliver food safety, to deliver uh, safely, uh, to deliver a package safely? And that's mainly what I look for. Like I have met with um, like about half a dozen kids who wanted to um, join Teen Hustle. And, you know, I asked them about their grades and everything, but I just want to get the feeling that I can, I would trust them with something like my food or my package. Yes. What I look for, uh, trustworthiness, responsibility. And, um, so good. So good. And that's a big deal. And a lot of times, and you kind of, you know, you almost kind of touched on this too. A lot of times it is an intuitive thing. Of course, you're looking for the experience. You're, you're saying, okay, you're trying to look at these metrics to say, can I trust you sort of thing. But a lot of times it really is an intuitive thing. And I'm with you. You know, I look at any educator, um, anybody that works at Acton, any of that that I've ever worked with, and I go, okay, would I would I have my kids in your care? Would I be fine saying, you know, you're going to speak into my child's mindset and, and you're going to, um, you know, be a mentor to them. And if I leave and if I'm gone for a full day and they're there under your care, am I, am I comfortable with that? Right. Exactly. And it's it's yes. that same kind of thing. So, yeah, I love that. I think it's a great way to look at it. Um, one, so question number seven is around discipline. And so one of the rules in our household is, is that's on our wall. It says discipline equals freedom. Um, so what is something that you've had to develop maybe like a daily discipline around, like I've got to get this done and you don't necessarily love it. Um, but it's something that you know, you need to do because it's getting you to where you want to go. So it's something that you've 
gone ahead and created a habit around you make sure to get rid of you know make sure to tackle this every day even though maybe you don't love having to tackle it every day sure um that's an interesting question um well and it's especially prevalent during these times whenever yeah. um but you know making sure you have a routine where you, not every day is just um, oh, I'll sleep in today. I'll get up early. What I what I've been doing? I've been getting up at seven, taking a shower, eating, and then I've been doing work, um, focusing on my schoolwork, and then teen hustle. And now I may not love doing those. I mean, I like working with teen um, okay. school. I might not like some activities, but you get through it, and then the rest of the day um, is free to do what you'd like. That's but, awesome routine is very important. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the most successful people have a routine um, that, that they stay with. I think that's been proven over and over again. And that's why we always encourage, um, you know, we encourage our, our students to have a specific schedule that you stick to. And that's part of that discipline. You create that routine and, and over the course of a long period of time, you're you're much further along than the people that just kind of go ah that's because you don't realize how many days you just go yeah i'm just going to kind of take today off a little bit definitely into that habit you end up taking far more than you actually realize and then you wonder why a year's passed and things look pretty much the same exactly yeah so that's that's really good man i love that um i'm gonna this is feel free to pass on this one if you want, because this is the hardest question by far. This has been the hardest for every single person. Um, but maybe you have something that, that pops into mind. Um, if nothing really pops into mind, that's no problem. But question number eight is what is a piece of common knowledge? So essentially this is something that everybody knows right? Everybody knows you need to stay hydrated and drink water. Everybody knows you need to get a good amount of sleep. Everybody knows, you know, whatever. But Jack says, I completely disagree with that. I'm completely counterculture where everybody says this is the way it is, but I go, man, I don't think so. Is there anything for you that pops out? Huh. That's an uh, interesting question. Um, now, the only thing that I say with that is um, generally people uh, think that, you know, making mistakes are bad. You should really, really focus on perfection. But I'd say that I disagree with that. I love it. Mistakes is good for you because you're able to learn from those experiences and you're able to uh, get a, a thick skin and be able to have perseverance through that. So I'd say it's good and healthy to make mistakes so that you can learn from what you did wrong and uh, build on that. I love that, man. I think that's so good. I think it is so true. And, and I think especially in, in school, you know, we kind of grew up in, in school and you're, if you make a mistake, well, then you're going to get a worse grade, right? And you make yeah. a mistake, things aren't going to go. So we start to build up this fear of mistakes. And what ends up happening is that we stop taking chances. We stop trying to move forward because we're always afraid that, ooh, what if we screw this up? What if this doesn't work, right? And it just creates that what if mindset where you, again, kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You start living your life kind of in this fear-based mentality, right? And a lot of times those fears are, well, what if I make a mistake? But again, you know, you're, you take that perspective of, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And then that perspective, and if I mess it up, it's good for me and I can figure out where I went wrong and try again. 
right? It just changes your life altogether. So I love that. I think that's a great answer, man. Great answer. So obviously, I mean, at 14, you're doing, you're doing some amazing things. I have no doubt you're going to continue to do these amazing things. Um, what is something though, if you look at yourself and this is just kind of more of a fun question, what's something that you go, man, I really suck at this though. What is, what is something that Jack goes, man, I'm just not good. I'm not good here. What would that be for you? Um, that's an interesting, uh, that's a, a good question. I'd say that, I need to give this one some thought. Um, you're like, man, I'm good at everything. I, don't know, I just crushed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm perfect. I am perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Um, I know you are. Um, but I'd say that um, something that maybe I don't excel at um, comes from teaching or uh, my in uh, edu- uh, academic. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. In school. In school. I, I'm, my type of learning is kind of, you can give me the textbook, you give me the worksheet I need to fill out and the teacher can sit there and is there if I need any questions. Yeah. I would say that I'm not so good with the interactive hands-on stuff. I learn best through, um, just, you give me all the work I need to do and I'll get through it at my own pace. Gotcha. You're like, I'll just, I'll just get it done. But if it comes out, yeah, if it's, if it's an interactive, what do you think it is about it? Is it the interactive? Um, because obviously you're a doer, right? I mean, you're making things happen. So in that interactive piece for you, is it, is it like, uh, you know, you're like, come on guys, like I need other people to hustle too. Is it like, what is it? What makes it harder? Do you think? Well, I'm sometimes you're not able to work at your own pace, which is yeah. really important for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and um, so, sometimes I, I just don't think that the interactive um, uh, like lessons benefit me as much as they do other types of learners. Yeah, I think, and I think for you, um, and this is just my take on as somebody who's gotten the fortune of working with thousands of teens for many, many years. Um, I think what you said right there, kind of your initial response, is probably the the majority of it, whether you realize it or not. It's the ability to be able to push things at your own pace. Um, for somebody who is a, a natural born entrepreneur and and that always is looking for something to to do and ways to provide value, um, one of the things that usually, because I and I'm speaking out of experience here too, we suck at things like patience, and so not being able to push forward when we're like, look, we know we could move forward. And we're feeling like we're being held back from moving forward right now. A lot of times that's a frustrating thing. So um, I think you and I are probably in the same boat on that. I figure that's probably what it is. So very cool. Um, So question number 10, you know, we kind of usually ask it as like kind of a final piece of wisdom sort of deal, but um, I've been kind of moving it towards a thought of like a, either a final thought or a quote that maybe a, if there's a quote that you like or a final piece of advice you'd want to share that we didn't necessarily touch on, or maybe like, man, if, if, you know, I died tomorrow, I want my headstone to say this, um, sort of deal. Do you have any, any favorite quotes or just pieces of wisdom that you'd want to share? If they said, man, if you can only remember one thing from, from the interview with Jack, I'd want it to be this. Definitely. And this is something that I highlighted in my uh, TEDx talk. Mm. Um, just do it. Yeah. That is my advice. What I did is I wanted a Lego Death Star. 
And I just went and I put a lemonade stand in a farmer's market at eight years old. I just went ahead and did it. I reached out. Nothing happens unless you don't take a leap of faith and you need, you just put yourself out there. Cause that goes back to the other thing I was saying. The worst thing that's going to happen is that someone's going to say no. So why not put yourself out there? Cause you have one option of them saying no, but then you also have the other option of them saying yes. Yes. Say that one thing that I'd love them for everyone to take away is just put yourself out there and just do it. Yes. Pull the trigger, man. Go. You yes. know, everybody is ready, aim, fire, but they get stuck at the ready, aim, and then they just wait. And then they're like, yeah, I'm not actually going to pull the trigger. And then, you know, but I like, it's like ready, fire now, fire now. And, like, then, and then go back to aiming really after that, but fire first. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Uh, go get it. Yeah. yeah. So good. And then question 11, any other um, people that you think um, young people should be following and kind of paying attention to um, right now that, that, you know, maybe if, if it's somebody that you kind of follow in the news or follow on, um, you know, follow on Instagram or follow, they're just like, man, this is, this person's providing some value or um, somebody that you've gotten to meet along the way that you're like, man, I, I think young people should kind of pay attention to this person too. Anybody like that that comes to mind? Uh, um, you know, the only thing that uh, I would I, I would say is if kids are interested in starting their own business or even just um, getting familiar in that area, I would just say follow other successful kids who have gone down the same path that you are looking to go down. And this is something that I also highlighted in my TEDx talk is kids, other kids can be role models. Yeah. You can look up to other kids um, who have traveled the same path that you want to, and you can learn a lot from them. Man, so good. Well, and speaking of people they should be following, I definitely recommend that that they follow you. You're one of those people. You're not just an inspiration to kids. I think you'll be an inspiration to a lot of adults too. And, um, you know, because I know we have a lot of adult listeners as well. And, and um, you know, if when my hope is that when they're hearing – you know, somebody who's 14 right now going, man, what are you doing? Pull the trigger. Let's go. You know, that they'll go, yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to step it up a little bit and, and uh, start yeah. making some things happen that I've been kind of waiting to make happen. So where do people go to, to find out more about you and what you got going on? I know we mentioned the other sites earlier, mention those again, and where can they follow you directly? Sure. Um, so they can go to teen hustle without the E.com. And then also I have uh, you can go to teen hustle without the E um, on Instagram. Uh, uh, yep. And um, same thing with tw- Twitter, um, Jack Bono, um for Twitter. And so yeah, Instagram teen hustle, uh, Twitter, Jack Bono, And yeah, you can follow me there. Beautiful, man. We will link all of that stuff, man. I'm so appreciative of you taking the time. I know you got all your school stuff going on everything too, but you made time for this. So it's a, it's a big deal, man. Well, it was my pleasure. So thank you for having me on and it was good to see you, see you guys again. Yeah, man. Great to see you too. Always great to connect with you, man. And, and keep yeah. up the good work. And, and I'm going to keep you connected with this acting network too, because you're an inspiration. To all of us. 
There we go, Jack Bonneau, officially our youngest guest to date, and it's very cool having a, a guest that's right there, uh, smack dab in the middle of, of the group that we are, uh, you know, trying to bring advice to. So, um, please feel free, share, especially with youngsters out there. Let them know that all of these things are possible, and uh, feel free to review as well. And every time you do, you review, you share, uh, you let people know what we are doing. It only helps the youth like Jack across the country. So, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Essential Eleven.